Welcome to the At A Total Loss podcast, where lost moms candidly talk about stillbirth, baby loss, grief, survival, and all things in between. I'm Catherine. My first child, Brody, died at full term and was stillborn in January of 2022. I literally thought the sadness was going to kill me. And while trying to survive, I reached out to lost moms to connect with others who knew how I felt. It was these conversations that saved me, and to this day, they still do. We discuss our babies, life with grief. We even laugh, a lot actually. It is my hope that hearing our stories will help you realize that you are not alone in any of this, and maybe even serve as a guide to finding light in the dark. So get comfortable and grab some tissues as we discuss this crazy life after baby death that has left us all at a total loss. Hi. Hi, babe. How are you? Hold on. I still look. This is the worst lighting. Might move my computer. (laughs) You're so funny. You're the one that always comments on like makeup and lipstick and stuff. So I'm I'm not even shocked at all right now. Please. I dig it. Someone said to me the other day, not the other day, but a while ago, like when I first started the podcast, I jumped on. She was like, thank you for not looking like total shit all the time. I'm like, what? And she was like, we really don't have to look like shit all the time. And I was like, that's so interesting. I mean, it's almost like the second you do your makeup, do your hair, get dressed, people are like, oh, she's better. And <laughs> and you're like, I'm not better. I'm screaming inside, but I just makes me feel a little better to put my face on. You know, my grandma used yeah. to say that. Let me put my face on. Um, Yeah, girl, I can't believe we haven't. I mean, we've been talking since... Gosh, I think you hit me up right after August. Harder, yeah. So you're going on 10 months now, right? Yes, on the 29th. 29th. Yeah. So, I mean, on obviously this is your time to tell his story and your story. And so, um, you know, I, for those listening, you know, we have been chatting a lot and we chat about other things. Like we don't just talk about loss all the time. Like we share humor and like, we honestly send each other. We are like probably the only, you're the only one I know that follows like certain ridiculous accounts. And and they're the ones that you can't send it to unless they're following. So I'm like, I'm yes. just going to send it to Amy. And we just roll laughing. I think you're the, you like raccoons, right? Like raccoon yes. memes. So does the other Carter's mom, Lauren. She does. That's so funny. She's hilarious too. I talk to her a lot. So, you know, we do, we've been talking for the last probably nine months or so. Um, But there's always part of the story that I don't know. And so this is for me to also get to know Carter better and you better and your journey right now, PAL and all that good stuff. So Take it, take us back, girl. How far do you, wherever you want to start, get set the, set the show. All morning. I've been like, where should I start? Where, what should I talk about? What are we going to talk about for the whole hour? It's going to go by so fast, probably. <laughs> you know, it really does. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes I'm like, holy crap, we just went over. I did like a three hour one with Laura once um, with Laura and Lainey. And I was like, I got to break this up because she was like cooking at the same time. She was making drinks at the same time. We it was just like, no one should have been listening to half of the podcast. And I had to cut out so much. So look, I, I won't keep you that long. Saturdays are for, you know, well, we can't day drink anymore, but hey, we'll find something to something fun to do. So yeah, I, you know what I really like is to talk about um, how Carter came to be. Mm-hmm. First of all, what the pregnancy was like. 
um, maybe how you and your husband met, we could start there and, and your one for children. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. You hear yourself through my microphone too. Um, no, okay, good. I can't, I don't hear like a, but I have like a, a real legit microphone. Keep it closer to your mouth. That sounded so okay. much better. Oh. I have the, I have the Yeti as well. Yeah. It's my, my husband. So I only use it like very rarely. That's perfect. <laughs> Does he use it for like gaming? Um, he used it for, he did like a, what is that called? Fantasy football. Does it have a twist on the side to tighten it? Does. Thank okay. you. There you go. <laughs> if that's tightening, that's loosening it. Righty tighty. That actually sounds so much better. Yeah. Keep it okay, close good. to your mouth. Good. Um, so he did like a fantasy football thing and he did like a podcast where he would like roast all of his friends for their teams like each week. Oh, that's awesome. And so he had this, he really had it for work for voiceovers, but then like he wants to do it and make a podcast. Like he wants to start a podcast really bad. Um, awesome. With the same topic? No, he, this guy we met at a random party was like, they both loved wine and they were like getting along and they're like, we could just call it two guys in a bottle of wine and just talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about. And Fantastic. <laughs> God, that's so much and fun. They ran into each other like a week ago and he was like, we're still doing that podcast, aren't we? And Andrew was like, yes, we have to. <laughs> Well, if they need help setting it up, your girl figured it out on her own. It's it's doable. You just got to do it. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. They're excited. But, they sound um, fun. <laughs> they sound like a good time. When we met them, so I was like, I can't drink still. <laughs> yeah, and the and the mock wine for us is so shitty. It tastes so bad. I hate it's it so awful. much. It's, it's really not even bad. worth it. I'm like, now I hate wine because of it. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Have you had a sip of real wine? Like it gives me heartburn almost immediately. I, I smelled it and I was like, oh, which is so wild because I'm a wino. I'm, I drink a dangerous amount of wine. <laughs> it's so bad. Everyone's like, you good? Like, it's my thing. I don't It care. was really bad after Carter died. I was like, well, you can just keep drinking wine. Would I drink like a bottle and I'd be like, Maybe open a second bottle. Yeah, why not? I was like, I don't know about you, but I was like wildly terrified of a hangover because I was like, I I'm already I in a dark place. And then this took me to another dark place. And it was a level that I was like, no one should be here. I thought <laughs> I was me a Xanax. Time. Yeah. We went to a Primacare after my first time. Out Stop. And it, of course, my period was actually coming too. Ah. So like my whole body was just, it was like the first time I'd had one. It was awful. It was the worst. I was like, I think I might have COVID. Like there is something wrong with me. I threw up that morning and I never throw up. Like never when I'm hungover ever. And I was like, what is wrong? Like I didn't have a hangover headache, nothing. And then they were like, you're tested negative for everything we can test you for. And I was like, well, I did drink last night. <laughs> and like, it was like, <laughs> well, you know what we bypass? We bypass the fact that your body's different after giving birth. Like we yeah. automatically think, oh, I trauma, think grief. No, you gave birth. Your shit's different now. I have a friend that blacks out every time she has a sip of wine now. And she used to drink bottles and bottles of it. And she's like, I can't touch wine anymore. What happened? And she's like, oh my God, I had a baby. That's why. <laughs> it changes your whole system. You just process things differently yeah. now. Insane. Um. But a little bit about Andrew and I. So we met through friends. We were friends for a long time. And then I was finally single. And I went to visit him in Dallas. I live in Dallas now, but I lived in Austin at the time. And he like picked me up and spun me around when he saw me. And I was like, oh, this is so great. He like 
he might like me. And then he was like, yes, my girlfriend's going to meet us up after. And I was like, your girlfriend, what the hell? (laughs) Why did you just spin me around? (laughs) Yeah. Inappropriate, sir. And then, um, when they ended up breaking up, like we like, we're, we were friends and like hung out with our friends and like, he was friends with all of my Dallas friends. So like, he was still like around and I, I heard that they broke up. So I was like, Oh, I wonder if he wants to still be single or if he wants another girlfriend. (laughs) And, um, he came down to Austin for something and I had other plans. Like we couldn't meet up and like the timing just wasn't right. And then like, eventually his friends and him were moving out of an apartment. And so they threw this huge, it was called Festivus and it was like a festival in their apartment and they had all their furniture had already been moved out. So it was just like each room in the, uh, in the apartment was a festival stage. Stop. <laughs> this is and awesome. then they had like festival sets playing on the TVs in their rooms. That is so brilliant. It was so great. They made wristbands. Stop. This is so fun. Their bar next door, like the next day we went to go drink and had brunch. And they were like, these people had like all these wristbands last night. Do y'all know what that was for? And they were like, oh, that was our party. <laughs> oh my the bartender God. was like, you didn't invite me. Guys, I'm your bartender. Like, why didn't you invite me? <laughs> Did they ever do it again after that? Did it become like an it was Like thing? their last, like one of their last nights in their apartment. Oh, okay. They okay. all moved in with like their significant other. Oh, 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 gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. I lied. No, Andrew still lived with one of his friends because I was still in Austin. That was when we like first like got together. And then mm-hmm. I stayed all weekend and helped him like move because I'm that type of person. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> Don't know why. I'm like, I'll help. Why not? <laughs> and then we dated on um, long distance for a year. And then I moved up to Dallas in 2019. And then we got engaged in 2020, married in 2021, pregnant at the end of 2021, um, and I really wanted to wait a year. Like I was very much like, I want to enjoy being married. I want to like, we were never going to be able to just be us two after this baby comes. So like, let's just enjoy it. And he was like, I really want children. And I was like, I couldn't deny that he really wanted children because he's going to be such a great dad. Mm-hmm. He is, he is such a great dad. And so, um, I was like, fine, it might take a while so we can start trying. <laughs> and it did not take very long at all. <laughs> it took like one try. <laughs> oh, hell Yeah. I'm one of those people that people hate that are like, oh, it was so easy. We didn't yeah. have any issues. And then it was literally like the perfect pregnancy. I was not, I didn't have morning sickness really. I was really tired in the first trimester, but that's like normal. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was going great. Then I found out I had an anterior placenta, which really sucked with him. I literally couldn't feel him. Like the first time I felt him move, I think I was 23 weeks or 24 weeks. Wow. Died at, at 30 weeks. So like, I didn't, really get to know him I feel like yeah um, like everyone's like oh my baby's favorite food was this but like I I eat clementines all the time but that's just because they were in season yeah <laughs> yeah but it wasn't like I had to eat one all the time or like he like danced around if I ate something so right. um, I never knew like what is really his favorite foods were which I really like looking back I like wish I would have paid attention to it maybe, but I just don't think I would have even known anyways, because he may not have had them yet. I mean, he, exactly. He was probably like, cool food. Yeah. (laughs) Give it all to me. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because I ate when I was pregnant, I gained so much weight my first pregnancy. (laughs) Oh my God. Me too. How tall are you? My doctor was like, you're five, two on a good day. Like that's me too. Kind of need to not eat so much. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, I mean, this is the nicest way, but like, it's going to be summer. 
you're going to be huge and it's going to be hot in Texas. Like just know that I want you to be healthy and just like, maybe not eat so many sweets. And I was like, it's not the sweets. That's because I'm eating gluten. I have a gluten intolerance normally. And it was gone when I was pregnant. Oh my gosh. That's so crazy. So I was like, the Whataburger biscuits are like one of my favorites. So I would go there every weekend to get one. Amen, <laughs> sister. At work brought lunch, which was often, um, or they bought us lunch. I would eat whatever they brought. And I was really enjoying eating food that I hadn't get, gotten to eat in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but then let's see, we were, I was with my best friend one weekend and I was talking about how my doctor told me like counting the kicks at 28 weeks for me was just probably going to be more anxiety inducing because I was told the same thing this, this round. Yeah. And so she was like, I think you should wait until you're about 32 weeks by then you'll have really strong kicks that you'll have like a schedule. It might not be like a normal schedule that another pregnant person's used to, but like you will know and be able to feel. And I was like, cool, that's fine. I'm fine with that. I don't really want to make anything more anxious because I'm not really an anxious person. Um, Even now I feel like surprisingly my anxiety is still like about where it was, which is great. I'm so blessed. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was with my best friend and I mentioned that I hadn't really felt him move. And she was like, well, have you started kick counting? And she's like, not, she's never been pregnant, but she's had some friends that are pregnant that have been pregnant. And I was like, well, my doctor told me like, wait for a little, like a few more weeks. Cause I can feel him. I just can't feel him as often as I was feeling him. And like in my head, I never really felt him often. So it was just kind of like, maybe it's an off day. But also you didn't know this was an indicator of literally anything. This no, is just part of, yeah. really don't tell you no. ever. Like I like even Googled later like after the fact, like some of my symptoms or like what I felt like not feeling the baby move there. The first article you click on, the first thing is not go to the hospital. It's like the last thing on the list. And that's like, maybe if you get to the bottom of the list, so stupid. Um, but I remember the next day I like, I went to the nail salon and I like thought I felt to move, but I think it was my chair. I think it was the chair in the, like the pedicure chair that was like massaging me, moving him. I really think that's what it was. Uh, it was like going back to get my nails done was terrifying. I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to face my nail lady who was so excited. I don't want to sit in that chair. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. And I still, I haven't gone there for a pedicure still this time pre- being pregnant. Cause I'm just so worried. Like, that's like the best yeah. part is getting to hang out in the chair. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so now I'm like, maybe no. Um, and then believe it or not, I actually Googled what are the chances of losing a baby or miscarrying? Cause I didn't know what the term stillbirth was at 30 weeks. And it's like less than half a percent or whatever. It's so small. So I was like, go to the doctor on Thursday. We'll be fine. And then Andrew wasn't going to go to the doctor with me that day because I was meeting a new doctor. My doctor was on maternity leave because her son was born that week. Um, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and the, so we go, we get to the doctor, like, a, I think it might've been like their nurse practitioner. I'm not sure. It was just like a quick, like Doppler how are you doing type of appointment? So I was like, whatever, you don't have to be there, babe. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Not even thinking like a few weeks, the days ago, I was worried that something was wrong. And then I just kind of just brushed it off. Um, and then she had trouble finding his heartbeat. Of course, she was like, well, maybe the Doppler is broken. So she went and got another one, you know, the normal story. Um, and then I was like, well, I have an anterior placenta. And the last time it took her a little while to find his heartbeat with the Doppler. So 
maybe that's it. <laughs> Not like really wanting to acknowledge that something else was wrong. Mm-hmm. And then she got another one and was still having issues. And she was like, well, we'll go into the sonogram room and just check and make sure things are okay. Like she never said that something could be wrong, obviously not wanting to worry me, but also in my head, I was like, this is really worrying me. Like, why is this, why is she having a hard time finding him? Mm-hmm. And like the sonographer or whatever they're called, the tech, she was in there and she was been, she my, she was my, she's been my tech every sonogram except for one, even this pregnancy. Um, She like turned on the screen and two seconds later was like, I'll be right back. Fuck. And I was just like, wow, this is not good. And I just remember she left the room and I just instantly started sobbing. Like I knew that he was gone right. and my doctor wasn't there. So she had to go get this other doctor who I'd never met. And she's a great doctor. She's a very black and white doctor though. And not very like warm, fuzzy feelings. Right. So she came in and was like, I'm really sorry. Your baby is gone. Maybe he doesn't have a heartbeat. And I like, I made them check like seven times. I was like, please like, can we just double check? <laughs> yeah. It's gonna check. <laughs> well, the way that they word it, you're like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. Like, her? can you do something? Fix it. Yeah. Yeah. And so then they're like pointing at the screen, like showing me where his heart was. Oh my God. And I was like, I did not need that. <laughs> I really did not. There's some more trauma. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe they did that. I'm so sorry. And then, cause I like was in so, such disbelief. Like there's no way this is true. Like Carter is supposed to be here in like 10 weeks. Like where we just put his furniture together to that the night before for his um, shower that was going to be on Saturday. And so Andrew's not there. And she's like, do you want to call your husband? And I was like, no. I can't call him and tell him this. I have to tell him in person. Mm-hmm. I cannot call him. Like my grandpa had passed away a few weeks prior and my mom called Andrew to tell him so that he could tell me like my mom's weird like that. When my grandma passed away, same thing. She told the guy that I was dating and he told me. <laughs> she wanted someone to tell you in person. Exactly. And wow. so he had driven to work just to tell me that my grandpa had passed away and he was a hundred, oh. lived a great life. Like we were expecting it to happen. So it wasn't like super sad and it wasn't something I couldn't have handled on the phone, but I was just like, I have to do the same thing for him. Like this is his son. Yeah. So I like sat there for 20 minutes and like composed myself as much as I could, just like nothing, but I like stopped crying eventually because there was just no more tears left to cry. Um, and they were like, it's up to you what you want to do. You can come back today or we can come in tomorrow, but we suggest because it might've been a few days. We're not sure how long he's been gone, but it'd be better to get him out sooner than later. And I agreed. Like, I didn't really want to go all weekend because it was a Thursday or a Friday. It was a Thursday. Um, He was born on Friday. And so I got in the car and somehow drove down, like the Dallas North Tollway is not a road you should be driving on when you're crying. And I got on that road and like sobbed the entire way to his apartment or his apartment, his office listening to, and I hate it. I was listening to the new Odessa CD that came out in 2022 and like our favorite band, our first dance was an Odessa song. Um, and so like that whole album is just like ruined for me because I was, it was on in the car and I like, couldn't turn off the music. Like I didn't, I didn't want to sit in silence, but I didn't know what to do. 
And he knew that my appointment was that day and that it was supposed to be fast. So he started to call me when I was like 10 minutes from his office. And I was like, like, what am I supposed to do? So I answered because I couldn't ignore it. <laughs> and I was just, and he was like, and I was like, Hey, like trying not to let him notice that I'm crying. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and, and he was like, is everything okay? And of course, if someone asks you that when you're crying, like it makes you just break down even worse. I feel like it never helps the situation. Not that he knew, but I was just like, I'm so sorry. And like sobbing. And he knew exactly what I meant by I'm so sorry. Like he was just like, where are you? Why are you driving? <laughs> I was like, I'm almost at your office. I took a wrong turn to get to his office because we were on the phone and I was like, I've turned on the wrong street. Like I'm almost there. And he met me in the parking lot and we just both like hugged each other and just cried for like, I don't know, 10 minutes. And he had just gotten back from lunch. And so we, he was like, I have to go upstairs and get my stuff. Like I don't, he didn't even have his keys with him. And so he went upstairs and our friend that he used to work at our friend's um, company. I remember Joe told me after like, well, like a few months later, he was like, Andrew just dropped to the floor in my room as soon as he got to my office. Oh, and I was shit. like, oh my God, like he didn't, cause he has tried so hard to stay like no like sadness around me, especially those first few weeks. Like he wanted to take, like Michael said, like, that's why I sobbed in y'all's podcast. Like it was exactly how Andrew was. And so I just felt like Andrew was talking to me on his podcast. Um, like it was so good. It was amazing. I really needed it. So thank him. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think a lot, I think a lot of us don't, they, they, it's interpreted as they don't care, but what they're actually doing is in like taking care of us mode, you yeah. know, being like, if they can't fall apart or else, you know, we, they can't fall apart because we're the ones that are, are falling apart. And exactly. so it's also, it's often misinterpreted, but he was just as broken as you were. Yeah. Wow. And, um, so we drove home in separate cars because I don't know why <laughs> we couldn't just You're in shock at this point. You probably, I'm surprised um, you remember, remember any of this. <laughs> I remember the song playing still like we even went to the Odessa concert that a month later and I like somehow was able to not sob at the concert like yeah. I held it together they are also really fun to see live so like I was having a blast dope. yeah, they're dope. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we got home and like we just sat in silence and cried and called our parents to tell them and I remember my mom being like well, what do you mean? And then she asked like, if I was bleeding because like my mom's never been pregnant, I'm adopted. So she's never experienced being pregnant at all Mm. personally. And so she, when I told her, she like, was just like, what, how did you know? Like, and I was like, they couldn't find his heartbeat at the doctor. And like, I don't, I really haven't talked to my mom specifically on how it made it her feel, but I know Andrew's mom had a really rough time. She's lost. um, She's miscarried a quite a few times actually between him and his sister are eight years and they tried mm. all eight years. Oh my God. Um, his sister was literally a miracle. Um, and so she was really hit with the fact that like, she's gone through some type of loss and now her son's going through it. So like, I kind of was able to like pick up on how she felt, but I, I've never like sat down with my mom and I was, don't know if I really want to, unless she wants to, if you're listening, mom, you can, you can talk to me. <laughs> 
be surprised who's listening though. Um, no, for real, you have so many followers and it's all people that are affected or have gone through it personally. Like, but it's also people that, you know, who want to know yeah, you better. But I, so you're, yeah. Oh, just, for sure. I told people I was going to be on a podcast and they're like, mm-hmm. really? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we went to the hospital. They were so nice. Like the person that checked me in, like there must've been like a red flag or something on like the computer that was like, you need to be nice to this person. She just went through hell and she's about to go through even more hell. Like she came around the corner and like asked if she could give me a hug. Oh, like, wow. We're all wearing masks because it's stupid COVID. <laughs> and like, I freaking hate it. I'm so, done. I'm so glad. <laughs> so glad that it's like gone ish. I don't know. There's still people that are getting sick, but they're not getting super sick. So thank the Lord for that. But I'm with you, sister. <laughs> the damn masks just kill me. The damn masks. <laughs> like you can't see people's faces. Like I finally saw my doctor's face for the first time in like December. Did they lift the mask roll? They both my doctors lifted it. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, I can see your face. It's such Everyone. a difference. So nice. It's so nice. And like, you can like see their emotion. And my doctor is like, just super a lot like so you you're staying with the same ob i am well plus she wasn't there to deliver carter because she was on maternity she was literally upstairs in recovery oh so fucked up in so many ways and they didn't tell her of course because like she would have come down and Uh deliver him after i think i i don't know for sure she doesn't tell she didn't tell me but i think she had a c-section so like, obviously like her coming down and helping deliver a baby is definitely something she should not be doing, um, after, um, trying to recover from that. And so they didn't tell her, um, but the doctor that was there at the doctor's office was the one that like checked us in. Yeah. She was like, I'm going to be off shift at like 10, but another doctor's going to come in. She's really nice. Angela Angel was her name. And oh. just like the double angel thing was just like. I was like, this is who's supposed to deliver him. He's going to come when she's on shift. It's going to be perfect. Um, but everyone was so nice. Like, and my last nurse, because I had three nurses while I was there. Um, Tammy was her name. It's the only nurse's name that I remember. And she still checks in with my doctor to ask how I'm doing. And she she found out we're pregnant again. And she was just over the moon excited. And she said, you tell Amy that I will be there for the birth of that child. Wow. Like I have to be there. And my my doctor was like, she's not the type of nurse that will just show up for one of the patients. Like she's very, she's been a nurse for like 20 years. She's like very good at separating her feelings and her job. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you made such an impact on her. Like she will be there. And I was like, let's make it happen. Cause she was the greatest. She like gave I me love all the, the response and- that you got. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, and then when he came, I mean, your experience after having Brody was much different and I'm so sorry, but like the moment he came and they put him in my arms immediately, like yeah, they always explain to you before you have kids, like the love that you're going to feel is like, so like, it's unexplainable. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whatever, like, that's not going to be the case. And then like the moment I laid eyes on him in the flesh, I like was just overcome with love. Like it was the greatest, most beautiful experience ever in such a time of sadness. Like meeting him especially because like I had already like a, he died the day before technically in my eyes so like meeting him this day was his birthday mm-hmm. and I just like 
I couldn't stop saying how cute he was and that I was just so pissed that he was gone. Like Andrew and I, like the pictures that the nurse took, she'd grabbed my phone and started taking pictures. Um, there's a good one of us where like he's holding Carter and I'm looking up at him smiling, but like crying, of course, but like seeing him hold his son, our son for the first time was just so special. Um, and the day to me is still a really special day. Like, I don't think that even though we had to also give him a back at that, that same day, mm-hmm. it's still a really great day to have met him and held him. Like people don't get the chance to do that sometimes when they lose their babies. Yeah. Fact yeah. That we did. And that the nurses were like, you can hold him. And like, do you want to hold him? Like they ask, I think, which is so weird. Like, but I guess people don't know, like you don't hold yeah. people when they're dead normally, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's why I don't, I know. don't think they have a protocol, which needs to change. Yes. They should have immediately presented him to me instead of whisking him away. But yeah, yeah I get it. Um, yeah. The, 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 I'm glad they, they were so good because it really does dramatically change the experience Yeah, when your team doesn't know what to do and they're all being weird. But if you have nurses and doctors that are kind of on it, your experience is sometimes 10 times, yeah, I don't want to say better, but <laughs> less sucky. <laughs> less sucky is definitely the way to say it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tammy, I remember looking at her because she was being so careful with him and taking pictures of him for us um, while they were like finishing up stuff with me. And I looked over at her and I was like, thank you so much for taking such good care of him. Like you're so gentle. And I was like, I really hate to say it, but it seems like you've done this a few times. And she was like, yeah, um, I've been a nurse for 20 years and I can probably count on both hands that I've, this is not how many times I've had this happen. Wow. Um, maybe I don't remember exactly what she said, but I knew it wasn't like a ton, but she was like, I've seen this quite a bit. Yeah. I think she's only been a labor and delivery nurse too, which is weird. Cause I wanted to be one. And like, you think of being a labor and delivery nurse and like, it's exciting. And it's like the greatest, like you're bringing life into the world. Um, and so I'm so glad that I did not go down that path. I don't think, I mean, now I could definitely help somebody, but if that was like my first experience going through that as a nurse, like yeah, Lord, that poor mom would have been like, get this nurse out of my room. She can't hold it together. Well, yeah. I mean, I have talked to some lost moms that are labor and delivery nurses and they just have not been able to go back. Oh Yeah. To go no. back to it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but I think they'll find their way in like some sort of bereavement nurse. My light keeps yeah. dying. Um, who gives a shit, you know, at this point. Um, I think they'll find their way in some sort of bereavement care doula work or something yes. like that. Yeah. I think that would be awesome to experience. So what are you in now? Um, so I since then have or for the last four years have worked for a software company. Okay. Um, I was in support for three years. I had just changed jobs like two weeks before Carter died. Um, oh, wow. And they knew I was pregnant and that I was expecting him like and obviously in October um, on our wedding anniversary. That was Carter's due date. Um, really? And um, so I just switched jobs and I was going through like, it's a sales job, but I'm not like selling. I'm like, I'm a person that does the demos of the software. Mm-hmm. A solutions engineer, which sounds way fancier than it is. <laughs> um, oh, you told me this because you're coming here for a convention. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like in a few weeks. I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah. Um, 
but so I had just changed jobs. And then I remember coming back home and my computer was still up because I had gone to the doctor that morning and I had to tell my boss who I like barely knew. I was like, I'm going to need the rest of the day off and tomorrow. And then like, I, I don't know what else I need off. Like, I don't know what I'm going to get, but we lost the baby. And he was just like, I'm so, I don't even know. I didn't even look at his message. I like shut the computer as soon as I said that. Cause I was like, I don't need a response. I don't care about a response. Mm-hmm. I just I hate the response. needed to do the right thing and tell him that I was not going to be working, even though I yeah. wasn't, I was in training. So like, I wasn't, I was really just like watching demo recordings to learn how to do a demo. Right. <laughs> and then when I came back to work after I was lucky to get eight weeks, um, I got six weeks for FMLA and then I got two weeks bereavement added on top of that. Um, that's great. At the end, like six weeks in, I was like, I need to leave the house. Like I got to get out of here. Um, so I almost decided to go back to work early and then I didn't. And then when I got back to work, I was like, I cannot do my job. Like, how are, how am I supposed to talk to people? Like, Anybody asks me if I have children, I'm going to start breaking down. You know, there's always a little bit of small talk in any meeting. And it's all clients that like don't know me, not people at our company too. So like, luckily I have not come across that in the last 10 months or however long I've been at work, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, when I got back to work, they gave me like almost like a month to just get used to being like back at work and like doing something for eight hours other than sitting on my couch. So which was great. really, really great. Um, I'm trying to work with our HR team to do something for anyone that goes through loss to like build it into our HR stuff. Huge. Which I think, isn't it Liz that yep. did that for her company? Mm-hmm. Yep. I really wanted to message her about it. And then she had her, <laughs> and I was like, I cannot message her right after she just had her new baby. Yeah, you can. She's totally, she yeah. Enjoy time with her baby. <laughs> Who she's, is- back at, she's back at work. She's like, I have got to go rescue work. Yeah. They, they, they're dying without me. <laughs> Honestly, some of us do. I mean, I gotta be, I was answering work emails from my bed, like hospital bed. It, for me, it was distraction. Yeah. I went true. right back in and my work kind of, my work knew, but I didn't bring it to work. I mean, everything was virtual. I was a little different. They didn't see me in person, but yeah, a lot, I think a lot of people are scared to go back to work because of other people, what they're going to say. But what I kind of hope happens is you kind of focus on why it's good for you. You need yeah. to have something else to focus on because with time, it gets better to, it gets easier to manage your grief, but you got to pass the days and staying inside yeah, a hole, not, man, it's not good. It's not the way to pass the days. That's for sure. Especially the days now when like they're very, very few and far between, but in a bad day, like you still got to leave the house. Like if I stay at the house, I am miserable for like a solid 24 hours. Oh yeah. It's not good. Like I just need to like snap myself out of it and be like, okay, you need to live your life. That's what Carter would want. That's what Absolutely. I, I think that's why we connected so much. Cause we, we immediately were like, we can laugh. We can do, we can do fun things. We can still enjoy things that we used to enjoy. We can still try to manage this the best, the best way that we can. And that doesn't mean we don't have shitty days. I mean, oh my God, there are days that smack you right in the face, but you, like you said, you know, you got to get up and you got to try to dig yourself out of this. So I, I, yeah, I really like that about you. How, how has it been? I like that about you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Boo. What was it? like immediately after, like for you in the trenches, were you like, I got to find out what happened immediately, or I just need to kind of try to accept this first. Like, where were you at? Um, so the doctor that delivered him said that when he came out, she noticed that his cord was around his neck twice. And 
since then and that day I knew babies are born with their cords around their bodies all the time. Like that's not, not, un, that's not uncommon. I think it's like 40% or something. Yeah, it's like yeah. a huge number. Um, and so in my head, I was just kind of like, I need to accept a reason. And like, that's the reason the doctor told me. So I was like, well, we didn't do an autopsy on him. Like we didn't want to like bother his little baby body. Yeah. Um, and Andrew like requested, he was like, I just don't want to do that. And I had to respect that of course too. But I, in my head, I was like, maybe we can call back tomorrow. And then like, maybe we can make up our mind later, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> which I, he like, didn't want to do it. Like I wasn't going to force him to do something like he's our child. So, um, and he had to go through his own grief too. And I think that maybe would have opened another door that he just didn't want to open maybe. Um, so we decided not to do an autopsy. Um, and then since then, I've met so many people that they were told the same thing that their baby's cord was around them and that it just like compressed. And that's why they died. Um, my doctor, when I saw her at my annual appointment prior to getting pregnant was like, well, I don't think that's probably the reason. And like in my head, I was like, okay, I had accepted that that was the reason, even though I knew it really wasn't the reason (laughs) for you to tell me this. It's not what I need to hear. Mm -hmm. Like, don't set me back. (laughs) And then of course, yesterday at our MFM appointment, because I finally got to go, um, it went beautifully. He said, we have a beautiful baby boy. Um, He had the nicest, calming, sweetest voice. And he was like, all right, I'll see you back in four weeks. Like gave me no like option if I wanted to come or not. He was like, I'll see you again. And I was like, great. I'm so glad. Um, But he even said, he asked if like, if we knew the reason and I told him, well, the doctor told us this and he was like, that could have been the reason that might not have been the reason. And he was like, babies play with their umbilical cords all the time. They get them twisted around their bodies all the time. And he was like, we're probably going to see that on a sonogram at some point. I don't want you to be worried. Even though he knows, obviously, like I'm gonna be probably shitting my pants. <laughs> like, especially that the- thirty, especially that thirty mark, yeah, exactly, and and beyond. Since I've never beyond. gone far, um, and so he was like, I just want you to be prepared that that might be something that we come across, and I don't want it to send you off into the deep end because babies are typically fine when that's around, like when it's around their bodies, and so again, getting hit in the face with that's probably not the reason like, damn it. <laughs> Why do you keep doing this to me? Yeah. Um, what do you what, think was the reason? I have no clue. Okay. There's like, I followed every rule. I did everything we were supposed to. I had a friend who had her baby. She was at like the end, like, I think maybe like the last five weeks, it was really a coworker. I don't I didn't call her a friend, but she, said something about like how she was sleeping. And I was like, well, do you have like a pregnancy pillow? Like I was really concerned about how she was sleeping because it seemed like she was sleeping on her back. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, oh yeah, I sleep on my back all the time. And I was like, you have got to sleep on your side. Like it doesn't matter which side just sleep on your side. (laughs) And she was like, why? And had no clue. And in my head, I'm like, something is going to happen to her baby. Like not even thinking that that's something was gonna happen to mine um but I literally followed like every single rule possible I did I didn't I mean, but not I even like down at a concert one time yeah, <laughs> you, it's nothing you did out from right. the outside in it's exactly. something maybe your body was doing that you were unaware of possibly um 
I think obviously I can't go back now and mm-hmm. try to figure it out. I did want to send my slides for the placenta to Dr. Kleinman. Kleinman yeah. Um, waiting until I hit my deductible. I'm stupid and I should have done it in December and I called him in January. <laughs> And I have a high deductible. Insurance should cover uh, the actual first analysis, but the the Zoom that you do is out of pocket no matter what. Well, I have a high deductible plan. And so I probably would have to pay 20% still, I think. Because when I called my insurance, they were like, or no, they called my insurance for me. And the lady like called me and she was OS. I think it was like $500, which is not a lot of money in the grand scheme of things to find out if there was something wrong. Um, But Andrew was like, between jobs at the time so he was like I yeah it's a pain in the ass yeah I mean then the analysis with him is out of pocket like 200 or something for like the minimum amount of time with him which I would definitely probably talk to him for a long time we did two hours it was like 700 bucks yeah something like that oh you don't need two hours it was a lot but (laughs) but it was too much there was like a certain point that I was like none of I don't, I, I, I took maybe 60% of what he said. Yeah. Um, so, and that's just me being real. Um, where you're at now though, it is kind of scary going into another pregnancy, not having definitive answers. Um, but I think that if you are letting them monitor the placenta and monitor his growth, hardcore and monitor the cord, I don't really think there's anything else you can do at this point. I mean, yeah. I don't think it, Genetic testing's too late now. You know, blood clot disorder is the only other thing, but I think it is too late now because your hormones. I didn't have a blood clotting disorder. They did. That's good. That's good. Uh, Well, then you can rule that out. Yeah, I've pretty much accepted that what's going to happen is going to happen. Yeah, for the rest of my life, there's no someone up there trying to like puppeteer our lives. Like, right, set in stone, it's going to happen. Right. So I just have to live my life the best way that I can and just try not to worry about things because worrying about them isn't going to make this baby be born alive or not. So do you think the precautionary things that we do have any foundation or basis of like the the outcome? I mean, to an extent for sure. Like obviously you're not going to do drugs and drink a bunch of alcohol when you're pregnant. (laughs) Well, they still get living babies. So they do. Yeah. Uh, In the hospitals, even the nurse was like, she was like, I want you to know, like the first nurse that I had, I can't remember her name, but she was like, I want you to know that you did nothing wrong. Yeah. I was like, I mean, like sitting there, like I, what, what did I do wrong? Did I eat something? Did I do something? Mm-hmm. Like, what did I do? And she was like, it really sucks, but like crackheads have babies and they're fine. Mm-hmm. So like, just know it's nothing that you did. And I remember like laughing in the hospital with her. Like you asked about like, the other day, I couldn't think of anything about in the hospital where I was laughing. And I remember laughing at that. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. That's what the um the lady who did my my last ultrasound who told me that Brody had died said to me, she's like, you could have smoked crack and this wouldn't have happened. I'm like, so I guess crack is the foundation for like, I should have, I should have smoked the fucking crack. Like I should have drank the wine at this point. It's just beyond me. And I, and honestly, and people ask me this, you know, praying for safe delivery. I'm like, listen, bitch, you know what it comes down to? Luck, timing, and science. You've got no control. I mean, I'm doing, my doctors look at me and they're like, look, you're tackling every single thing that it could, that could have happened to Brody. So the odds are almost impossible because you are covering your basis medically yeah. on what may have happened. But I'm still aware that there are a lot of things out of my control and relinquishing that control is almost helped me not have as much anxiety. Yeah. 
But I don't know about you. I don't know how you felt Karen Carter. I, I think I've said this before. I just had this looming yeah. feeling with Brody. This one, I don't have that looming feeling, which Same. is wild. Same. I thought having that feeling, especially being a first pregnancy, I just thought it was kind of like, of course, I would worry about that because it's my first baby. But I didn't tell anybody, obviously. None of my friends were pregnant either. So like, there was no way I could be like, I think that my baby's going to die. Yeah. But like, I, that was my feeling. It was Holy just, shit. it was a fact actually. It wasn't even a feeling. It was just like, someone told me one day that this is going to happen and that's it. Holy shit. And I just for the longest time, I was like, there's no way that that can be a real feeling. Like he's going to live. He's my first baby. He's so loved. Like there's nothing that can change that. And like not one person around us was concerned. Like there, there was not even a potential outcome of death. No. Yeah. Like, so where did we get that from? You know? Exactly. Yeah. And like, I couldn't tell Andrew. I, I don't think I told him until like months after Carter died even. And then I told my doctor at our last appointment, um, like two weeks ago and she had goosebumps and she was just like, I'm so sorry that that's how you felt. And I was like, obviously I'd couldn't come to you and tell you that I thought my baby was going to die. You would have told me that he's not. <laughs> that wouldn't have helped. <laughs> it doesn't help everyone that's like, it's going to be okay. And like, but is it? We don't know. We have no clue. It's mm -mm. so out of our control. Mm -mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I, I did have uh, that feeling. And this time around so far, I don't have that feeling. I feel really good about this pregnancy and that makes me so happy. Number one, obviously, like I would love to bring home a living baby, yeah. watch him grow and not just imagine him growing and pretending that he's going to be this like great five-year-old one day. Like he will be a great five-year-old in my eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, but it sucks knowing all the things that can go wrong in a pregnancy, especially now that I've opened up my world mm -hmm. and like you, I, I talked to probably there's probably like 20 moms that I talk to. I can't imagine how many people you talk to because you just like, you have the, like the floodgates yeah, are open. I did. I opened them. I walked, <laughs> I unlocked them and I opened them and then I propped them open. <laughs> you just left them wide open. They're swinging. Yeah. I, I think they're, yeah. they're just, they just, stay they're just open. No, they just stayed open. They're stuck open. They're like the, they're like the Jurassic park doors. <laughs> and then like, letting out the raptors um literally though like yeah it's a lot but we know so much that can go wrong and so many people around us have had well the fucking day that i went to the hospital do you know what set me over my i go to michael michael he's not really moving i was like 26 weeks i was like he's not really moving i was sitting in the same spot i said those words with brody same couch and everything most people move did not move i'm still sitting in the same place and I was like, Michael's like the odds of it at this time, this point in the pregnancy are virtually impossible, Catherine. Like it's okay. And I took a breath and then a message popped up and it was like, hi, I'm so happy that I found your, you and your podcast. I, you know, I lost my son at 26 weeks and I was like, fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck, dude. I just got yeah. full body goosebumps. I, and I looked at my phone and I was like, we gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. And, and, and. I, you know, you know, it's just like, I don't even know if I believe in signs. Everyone's like, oh, you know, a butterfly landed on my face. It's oh hi, baby. And I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. But I was literally I like, signs from yesterday, actually. I'll tell you them. 
groundbreaking <laughs> signs. I would love, I love those. I'll tell you them after you tell me this. Well, I'm done. But anyway, I was like, <laughs> you're a dumb bitch if you don't look at this as a go to the fucking. And I, I yeah. spiraled. I spiraled. I was oh, like, I would have lost it. I know. We just know. We know the possibilities of what can happen at any week of pregnancy. Any it day. doesn't any day, any day. And w- look what we did. We got pregnant anyway. What the fuck's wrong with us? Like <laughs> swimming with sharks, just. And I saved your post. I was like, I'm posting this on a day that I need to, I need to post about stuff. <laughs> it's, we just dove in. We're just like, bye everybody. We're just, I'm going in. Yeah. Anyway, I don't. Tell me about your signs. I want to hear crazy. So I forgot to wear my, and I don't have it on again today. I forgot to put my necklace on that has a Carter. It's a C and an, an angel. One of my, my old roommate in college, one of my sorority sisters gave it to me. And I like never take it off, but I got a new necklace for Mother's Day from my cousin that says mama. And it's so cute. Um, and so I had taken that necklace off and put it in the box and was wearing the mama necklace. And before the appointment, I was like, yesterday, I was like, I have to put that necklace on. Like, I cannot walk out of here without a piece of Carter. Although I was wearing one of the like lost shirts that some mom has created that has his name on the back too. So like, <laughs> I was oh. very decked in Carter. <laughs> decked in Carter. <laughs> That's so um, cute. But I forgot the necklace and I was like, I had time to go home, but I was really hungry and I went to Sonic Y'all have Sonic in Georgia, right? Yeah. Because there's some places that don't have it. And I'm like, y'all are missing out. <laughs> um, <laughs> I went and got a, a drink the other day and some tater, tater tots. I really, the burger looked so good. And I was like, no, you have dinner at home. Like just eat the food at home. And so yesterday I could not eat the same dinner. Like I ate the same thing all week this week because I made so much of it. It was like shredded chicken. Mm-hmm. Like easy to eat, but like I was done with chicken. And so I was like, I'm going to get a burger at Sonic. And as I'm pulling in, and like I did it on my phone so I could get the happy hour price to drink. Because if you order on your app, you get the happy hour price and save like a dollar. You're um, welcome. Those listening <laughs> tips. We're also good for tips. And very good. Um, and I pulled into the stall and I was like, what stall are you in? And it was 29. Carter's birthday is 29. Yeah, the 29th. His brother should be here. I should be induced on September 29th. Holy shit. Um, and so I was like, hi baby like so glad you're saying hi to me right now because I like really needed that um and then dragonflies are like my number one thing mm-hmm. with him um did I I think I told you about like his funeral and how like on the way to his we were going to get Andrew's like dry cleaning and that this dragonfly was in our brand new car that had been in the garage for three days just sitting on the dashboard that's so wild to me that's just like that's insane and we drove to the dry cleaner and it just, I'm sobbing the whole time going to the dry cleaner. Like it's our baby. It's him. Yeah. He's okay. And then like Andrew was pissed because the shirt wasn't done. And he was like, we didn't bury, we didn't bury, bury Carter, but he was like, we're burying our son today. And you couldn't have my fucking shirt ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love going in on people. Who don't know shit about our lives. It's so because he was like he told them when he dropped off he was like I have to have this tomorrow and they were like we'll have it we'll have everything tomorrow and they had his suit ready but not his shirt it made no sense lame and he was so he was really mad and so he got back in the car and the dragonfly landed on his hand and stayed <gasps> on his hand for like ten minutes on the way to the store because we had to go buy him a shirt it was crazy it was like nuts. dad chill out it's okay exactly and so dragonflies have always been my thing. And when I got to um, the doctor's office, this lady in the 
waiting room was wearing a dragonfly necklace and it was huge. I mean, like giant necklace on her neck. Wow. And I was just like, okay, I think today's going to be okay. Wow. <laughs> Why she picked that, that day, that yeah. morning and it's massive. It's not even like, is that a dragon? That's a dragonfly. <laughs> exactly. That exactly. is so funny. And so I, he, I love that. That's helpful. Yeah. I don't, I mean, and I don't get a lot of like the 29 is not something that comes up. Like people will see their babies, like the day, the time that they were born or like the day, like set, like if I saw like at 7, 29 PM or AM, like I never see that. Like I never see the yeah. 29. So the fact that it was like prominent yesterday on the day we were going to like get the anatomy scan and like, I was really nervous. I was so nervous. Like all week I was fine. I was like, I'm actually doing pretty good. Like mm-hmm. it's Friday, right before the weekend, we have time like have this great week and the week went by slow, but fast at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh man, I like finally was like, it hit me. And I was like, we're going to find out if like things are okay. And like, I know so many people that find out that things are not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, My friend just had a baby and she, she had to have a major surgery, two surgeries on her liver. I believe they had oh to reroute gosh. her intestines and they found out at her 20 week scan that there was something wrong, but they couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah. And when she was born, it was like, obviously like they realized what it was officially, like yeah. for sure. Um, She actually like the whole time she was pregnant, didn't tell me because she was like, she didn't want me to like spiral out of control, which was oh, really nice. But also nice. like, she probably needed somebody to help her. Know. Obviously like talking to a person that's lost their baby might not be the person to talk to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you probably scared the shit out of her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that anatomy scan, man, you just t- tick off everything. I remember they were like, there's this brain. And I'm like, they're like, you, it looks great. I'm like, there, oh, did check. It, did it have the um, like weeks and like day for the growth of yes. it? Yes. I watched it the whole time. Andrew's like, I was looking at our son and I was like, okay, yeah. I was doing both. <laughs> but yeah. like, I was, I kept checking the weeks and I was like, okay, we're good. 18, seven, five days or 17, yep. five days, we're good. I like, yeah, if it dropped, I was like, where's it going? Like, go back up. Yeah, it's, it was, they, well, well, mine, the, she, the tech got quiet. We're, Michael yeah. and I are chatting and I was, we didn't think, and she's like, I'll be right back. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then another one came in and I was like, Michael, and he's looking at me and he's starting to like visibly get concerned. And then she's like, okay, thanks. And then she left. And I was like, cause we thought we were already in the clear. We'd already been on the thing for 30 minutes. And then another, the doctor came in and she's like, I'm going to check around a little bit. And we were like, okay, first time at the MFM, like anatomy scan, what's the deal here? And she goes, okay, let's chat. And she's like, I normally wouldn't tell you this, but because I feel you need all the information based off of your previous pregnancy, um, I'm going to tell you what we're seeing. And I'm like, bury me, bury me, let's go. Seriously. and she basically just Why would told you me, address it that way. <laughs> she was like, it's not a big deal. I want to start with that. And I'm like, okay, I did that a second ago. <laughs> the first text should have been like, not a big deal that I'm about to escape. Um, <laughs> I mean, what the hell? Like, it's very simple to be like, you know what? Everything looks really good, but I'm having trouble getting this picture. Maybe it's someone who's better at this than I am. That'd be yeah. great. Um, she just told me he has like a marginal cord insertion. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And she and I was like, on the side. Yeah. 
And uh, she's like, you know, not 7% of pregnancies have it, it's typically with twins. So we don't have any research really, but the fact that we're monitoring and she's very reassuring, but I was like, y'all could have done this better. <laughs> I need to go change my shorts. Like I, what the hell? I need a drink. Why don't they know how to do this? Like even in ours, we get to the appointment and they were running late, which I feel like doctors, if you go to the afternoon, like you are going to be waiting. It, yeah. Like unless you're the first three appointments of the day, you're waiting. True. Um, and Andrew got there and he was like, why are we still sitting here? And I was like, <laughs> you need to chill out. Like I'm yeah. already nervous about this and you being mad about the time is not helping. Yeah. <laughs> I told him actually in the, in the room, in the waiting room, I was like, chill the fuck out yeah. <laughs> <And I> looked <laughs> up to see if anyone heard me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody did because I was just like, it's fine. Like you just need to chill. Yeah. Um, so then we the same thing. He's like, what, what? I'm like, this is where we're at right now. Change. It's not going to change us getting pulled back any sooner worrying about it. And I'm already worried. So like, let's just focus yeah. on right now, right here. But we get pulled back and like, I just turned my paperwork in that day. Like I didn't do it online. They didn't have online paperwork, which weird. It's 2023. Like get online paperwork people. It's not hard. But they, I prepared myself because I turned in paperwork that, that day that they weren't going to read my chart. So when we get back there, this, the girl that was checking my like blood pressure, she was like, well, um, is this your first pregnancy? And I said, no. And she goes, do you have any living children at home? And so I said, no. And then she left the room and Andrew was like, what the fuck? And I was <laughs> like, I, I was prepared for this actually. So yeah. I was fine with it prepare but like, for them to mad. not know about your history yes. Just be prepared don't yes. assume they know yeah he was so upset and like I was mad when our uh sonotech the last time at my um normal OB we had a different one one time and she didn't know about Carter and I was really upset she didn't read the chart even though she didn't say anything like that was upsetting it was just kind of like it should be like on the top of my chart, like stillbirth, mom, lost mom, red, ever in Highlighted. red. Yeah. Yeah. Something. And so like, I was really mad and he was like, well, you know, like they don't have time to read your charts. Like there's going between appointments and like every, cause he used to work in the medical industry and not as like a person, but he knows like how busy doctors are and how over like booked they get on purpose because they assume people are going to cancel. And then the days that people don't cancel, they're just running around with their heads cut off basically. Uh, oh, okay. I can see that. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> and so he was like, they don't have time. And then this time he was like, we're in the room, we're in the sonogram room and they're checking your blood. And then she like leaves us here to wait even longer after asking us if we have any living children, you should know why we're here. And I was like, how do you think I felt the last time, babe? Front row seat to the experience is, it still happens. I'm still like, do, what do I have to wear a shirt? Should I wear a t-shirt in here? I think, are you getting, and I think it happens a little bit more, the more ultrasounds you have and the further you get along where you're just kind of desensitized to it. You're like, I like the phlebotomist was taking my blood yesterday and she's saying all these ridiculous things to me. I'm like, do I want to hit her with this? Like, I'm like, I don't have the energy to hit her with it. Like, just keep how exciting two boys did. That's going to be great. I'm like, do I hit her? And I was like, nah, I don't have it. But like, it happens every single time. Yeah. There's somebody that says something. And like, even when I ask questions, I'm like, so are you going to be monitoring the cord? Like, can we check, you know, can, 
you know, the red and the blue, the, 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 the blood flow oh, yeah, the in blood and out, flow. like we'll be able to see where it is. You know, I have a fear of, you know, nuchal cords and, and knots. And she's like, um, well, I mean, like we do that. And I'm like, why are you at saying it? Like I'm a dumbass. I have a reason for asking these questions. It's so ridiculous. And then I'm just kind of like chuckling. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's chalk this up to just like, I have, I how many more weeks left? Like, just get me through it, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of a shame because so I really wanted, I mean, it's just the jig is up. Really being blissfully ignorant and enjoying a pregnancy after a loss is just not, it's not really a thing. You're just kind of no. ticking down the time and just asking questions. And do I trust this person? Do I not? You know, what's yeah. real, what's not? What should I be concerned about? What I shouldn't be concerned about? It's a lot to juggle. It's so much. And I, I don't know if you've had this thought, but like, we want a lot of children. Andrew actually the other day was like, I think we just have like five or six. And I was like, um, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not going to be pregnant that many times. Um, And he was just like, no, when I met Carter, like, I just love him so much that I want like all the kids. And I was yeah. like, that's really cute. But like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> but like in my head, like if this pregnancy ends up being okay, what happens to the next one? Is the next one going to be okay? And like, I think the second one might even be worse. And mm -hmm. that's terrifying because it's such a happy time. And like, mm -hmm. it's just gone. Like it's all, all of us forever are just, I hope the baby lives. And anytime someone tells me they're pregnant, I'm like, and it's like, even before 12 weeks, which like now I don't really care. Like if you want to celebrate your baby at any point, just celebrate yeah. your baby because they could be gone. But like, when someone tells me that I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm nervous. Please let me know when you get to the second trimester. Like, and I can't tell them that either. Cause they're it's typically in my age. And I'm, I think we're like the same age. It's typically their first pregnancy. So you don't want to scare them. And that's the problem is nobody wants to scare other moms. Like, and you've said it a million times, like even as a lost mom, I don't want to scare other moms sometimes, especially because I haven't gone through a miscarriage. So like me to tell someone like, I hope it's going to be okay. Or like, I'm here for you. I feel yeah. like it's the right time to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the flip. And this is where I'm at. I almost, I think I'm posting a reel like this today. It's when I tell them, this is what happened to me. This is why I'm seeing MFM. Not that I'm high risk now, but I wanted to monitor this, 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 and this. And then they kind of like do their own thing. They don't, they think it, they're still invincible. Yeah. They're traveling to foreign countries while they're pregnant, eating and drinking the fucking food that'll kill you even if you're not pregnant. Like, you know, like it, it, they're they're like, oh, well, my OB knows what he's doing, you know, and it's, oh, oh, this can't happen to me. I'm doing it better than you are. I don't. And it's you just kind of like wrong. you must have done something wrong. I don't need all this extra care because this is not going to happen to me. And I'm like. We're done here. We're just done here. Go knock your socks off. Godspeed. Enjoy, enjoy it go for it you you know I, I it is at least just if I'm like hey just go to for an anatomy scan at the MFM just so you could just see exactly what you're dealing with I mean I will be the first to say that our basic OB practices most of them do not have very high tech high tech technology so yeah. high technology high tech is that stand for high technology it does <laughs> so it has to. So that's just redundant. Okay. <laughs> high tech machines. There we go. I have to look this up now. Shit. I did that the other day and I was like, that can't mean that. 
Oh, I kept saying raw dogging. And I'm like, someone please tell me that has a different meaning. And all my friends, the lost moms are like, no. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I'm just raw dogging grief. Like just, it's coming. It's just bare and just, there's no, there's nothing. There's nothing helping this. We're just, we're just raw dogging it. We're just, just let's go. YOLO. (laughs) We're literally powering through the hardest thing a human can do without (laughs) any drugs or any alcohol or <laughs> anything fun. How is that like this one? People are like, oh, I'm just having the worst day. I need a drink. I'm like, bitch, my day. I was at the hospital for four hours. I need a drink. Yeah. And then you don't want to. If I had a friend that she drank every Friday night, she would pour herself a big glass of wine and that was her treat for the week. While pregnant? Yeah. And I was like, I can't do it. Like no, her whole pregnancy? Like, even if I want, yeah. Well, I don't know if it was her. I think after this first trimester. Oh my God. And I the think. baby's fine? Everything's yeah. fine. Beautiful. You know, I was thinking about that. It's probably better for the baby if I chill out. Like it's <laughs> probably in its circulation and antioxidants and I'm chill. Like it's probably better for me to take the damn, have the glass of wine. I'm a freak <laughs> show. Uh, then we want me to stop uterine contractions, drink a glass of wine. Like I probably should not have even gone to the hospital and gotten whatever they jabbed me with. I don't even know, but it's just, it's wild. It's good times. And I told Michael, I'm like, I cannot wait to be out of childbearing years. So I could be like, Hey, remember this chunk of time? That was the worst, <laughs> the absolute worst. So yeah, we're like literally in the thick of it. So like, it's, it's still here for a while. I know. I know. I mean, but I love that. Like we still have just fun and hope and like the fact that this could actually really happen. And that's like, I think you have to do that. You have have to think. Yeah. If you don't like, I going back on what I said, possibly, but like people say when you're stressed, like that does affect the baby. And like when you're when you worry and you're anxious, that does affect the baby. I don't know if that's true. I haven't done my own research on it, but like, yeah. it can't hurt to not be stressed. <laughs> so like making your life as like yeah. best as you can, living your life to the fullest and enjoying like right now, even though it's really hard because we always worry about what's going to happen in the future. And then we worry about what did happen to us in the past, but it's like the only way that I get through. I remember crying in the beginning in the trenches and I'd say, well, Carter it probably can see me. And he doesn't want to see me cry. He doesn't want to see me sitting on the couch, on the ground sometimes. As a, There's another podcast, they call it On the Floor. And they were like, I, I spent the day on the floor today. And it's just a bad day. I spent the day on the floor once. And I did it once. I never did it again. I I made sure I was up on a bed or a couch. <laughs> I don't know if that's The better. dismount is easier. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone can do this however they need to do it. But I think it takes sometimes some of us to say, it's okay if you want to feel okay. It's okay if you are okay. It's okay to be okay. And it's okay to not be okay too, if you're listening. Well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But if you are one of us, that's like, I can't feel not okay forever. I have got to make sure that there's a balance between the two. Cause I'm totally, there's some days I'm not okay. I'm like, uh, this is a, Vanderpump rules and eating pizza kind of day. I'm not doing anything else. There's no productivity. That's fine. And as long as the next day and the next day, you know, I'm still trying to show up is kind yeah. of what's helped me get to this point. You know, I mean, it's, it's, we are all allowed to do it however we want to, but I think it's the ones that 
in the very beginning when I went to, I called like four moms and I was like, just talk. I don't want to say a word. I can't say the words yet. I don't know how to say the yeah. words. My son died. So I just want to listen. You talk. And every single one of them had this message of like, I dug myself out. I found some purpose. Like I found some things to do with my time. Like I found some joy, some hope. And I was like, okay, okay. Then that's my goal. Like that's my goal to do that. Yeah. Easier said than done. That's for dang sure. But so where are you now? Where is your grief for Carter? Your excitement for, what is it? October due date? Um, September 29th. September, well, September the, 29th. The, due date, the due date is October 20th, but. Okay. Which is crazy because October 2nd was Carter. So like it's 10-2 still. Um, um, but as far as where I'm at, I mean, I just had an appointment yesterday. So I'm probably like at the highest I'll be for the next few weeks. Right. <laughs> Well, you haven't um, even had Carter's first birthday. So exactly. Um, first mother's day, I think just like you said, like the anticipation of those kind of days are almost worse than the actual day. And like the day wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Brave mother's day. I was so iffy about it. And I watched a sad show on accident and it was like a, season, a series finale. So it was like, I was sad the show was ending. It was really sad. And I just sobbed on the couch and I held Carter's bear with his ashes in it and just like loved on him on that day. Um, And then I saw your post about like, this is my day to celebrate Brody and me being his mom. And like, this is our special day together, like just us. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, this day can be a good day. It's not a sad day. We're not bereaved mothers just because we lost our babies and like people feel sorry for us. Should be like a day of not sorrow. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that really helped. Um, I think a lot of people have actually liked my comment on your thing and I'm so glad because I was really in like stuck between hating that day and loving it. But as far as Carter, um, we're starting a charity. Actually, we just got our 501 C3 status. We're super excited. It's called Carter's classic. Andrew's a huge golfer. So he wanted to do a golf fundraiser. Um, it's on October 2nd this year, which is Carter's original due date mm-hmm. and our anniversary and three days after his little brother arrives. Mm. <laughs> wow. Timing couldn't be better. Yeah. <laughs> um, I told him, I was like, we're going to be lucky if I'm out of the hospital. Like if I end up having a C-section, I won't Are, be out of the hospital. Did you guys already agree that everyone's cool with you going early? What? Inducing or C-section oh, early. Andrew is like, he has no decision on it. Like, he's just like, oh, like the doctors, all your, oh, team, your yes. team. So before I was even pregnant, my doctor told me when you are pregnant, cause it's going to happen again, here's my protocol. And I was like, thank God I was going to ask you if I could be induced early. So the fact that you are giving this to me as an option, I, like not even an option, really, like this is what you would suggest. Like yeah. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, everyone agrees the MFM. I don't think he really said anything about it, but he seems to be very close to my doctor because he was like, Dr. E is great. Like, I was like, she's literally the best doctor ever. Like, I was crying in her office. And then at the end of it, I was I was laughing. Like, I went through all the emotions in her office the other day. (laughs) That's amazing. That's so great. Um, She's incredible. Um, But so I think focusing on doing the charity for Carter, we really want to raise money to help other fundraisers and other people that actually use money and do something like those comfort boxes that moms make or now mm-hmm. willing me down to sleep. They, we donated $10,000, um, like three weeks after Carter died or maybe two weeks. I know we, 
the thing was up on Instagram for two weeks and Facebook for two weeks. And it was a total of $10,000 that we raised. Wow. And, um, so we want to raise money for them again, because I just think what they do is so beautiful. Um, I know a lot of people want their colored pictures. And so like, I'm kind of on the fence, like, how are people going to feel if I'm donating to these people? But they just made such a big difference to my grief. I don't love the pictures. Actually, the ones on my phone are better, but we'll keep sending money that, and maybe they'll start listening to what exactly. needs to happen. <laughs> and so, um, I think that just the fact that they do what they do and like our photographer, I remember looking at her and I was just like, I hate to ask you, but have you gone through this personally yourself? And she was like, I've done this for 10 years and you're the first person to ask me. Wow. And I was like, and I was like, I don't know what that says about me going through my own grief, asking you about your own situation. But she was like, I actually have lost. She was like, I never at the stage you were at, I had miscarried. And I was like, at that point it was like really fresh. But to me now, like a loss is still a loss. Like at the time when you lose your baby, you're still losing all your hopes and dreams for what you were expecting. And if it happens earlier in a pregnancy, then you maybe didn't get the relationship with that baby, but those dreams are still gone forever. And so to me, I would say there is a a point, but a loss is a loss still. So like the fact that she said that to me and I was just like, wow, like, thanks for doing this, like taking what you went through and like trying to help people because you didn't get the opportunity because your baby died sooner than that. So like, you Mm -hmm. don't have the ability to have pictures. Mm -hmm. And if you do, it, nobody would know it's a baby, like really Mm -hmm. sad. Um, but so just like the fact that they were just so nice and the CEO wants to come to our event actually, which is super exciting. Great. We told them what our goal was and the, the event planner was like, Oh, so then we'll probably be there. (laughs) Are they based out of Dallas? Um, no, they're in Colorado. Oh, okay. They'll come to the event. Um, that's cool. But our, our goal this first year, we would love to do 50,000, but our goal is a hundred thousand. For now, let me down to sleep. No, for a total, like for the whole thing. People. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Golf fundraiser, like getting all that money. We are still going to have to pay for the golf tournament with some of the money, Mm -hmm. but we want to donate some to now we let me down to sleep. And we want to donate some to another organization. Um, I think one of the comfort boxes is probably what I'm going to do because the comfort box I think is just so nice and they put their own time and effort into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of their own money too. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out who I want to choose, but Andrew was like, we have to choose now. Like you cannot choose later. We need our sponsors to know where their money's going at the end of this. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I can't make my decision right now. I think there's too many people that I know. <laughs> I want to help everybody. And that's what I wanted well- to do. It looks like you're in the bereavement side. You're not in the prevention side. So it's all the bereavement care that you're wanting to put your money towards instead of like, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Cause I well, do want to provide like resources for like people to, yeah, I think it would be more bereavement. You are correct. <laughs> yeah. Because we have, a, we have two lanes. We could choose when we want to do something with ourselves. Yeah. And I started to go into both prevention and, and it was too much during my pregnancy. I can't talk about prevention. Like it's too much. So yeah. I'll, maybe I'll be back, but like picking that lane of grief yeah. and care and all that is like really stuck in that lane forever. No, you're not stuck in that lane, but I mean, I think that's closer to your heart. So that's good to pick that and say, you know, I'm going to stay in this space and this is where the money's going to go. Um, a lot of people donate to like cuddle cots and cooling. we do want to get those. We yeah. didn't have 
one at the hospital. They didn't offer one. And I met, um, I'm actually meeting her for lunch today, a patient of my doctor's. Um, she introduced us and I finally texted her after last week and I've had her number since January. Um, <laughs> we were both pregnant and so I was nervous to text her, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and so stupid. Cause I like, I'm not nervous to talk to all y'all. Um, but she, um, she thinks that the hospital that we gave birth at does have cuddle cot. Okay. And I was like, why there's, wouldn't they offer them? There's two different, there's a cuddle cot and there's like a cryo crib or something like that. Yeah. So one of them, I'm going to, I'm going to mess this up. My, my hospital got rid of all of them because one of them has tubes that go into the baby apparently. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were triggered by that. So confirm like what they have and how many and like what they're, they're, they're some of them are just like yeah. a little crib and then some are like a chamber. So oh, yeah, I think there's levels of severity. Um, but yeah, yeah a lot of hospitals do not have them. They, yeah. they don't have them. And then maybe they do have them, but they're not good ones. Like maybe they like don't. There could have been someone else. If they have one, someone else had it. Maybe when you were there. Yeah. God, I hope not. But um, yeah. so I'm going to find out if they have one. See if awesome. they like the one that they have. And then I do want to donate too. I want to donate like a full size one and then one for like babies that are like preemie. Okay. Because like the full term ones obviously wouldn't fit in the smaller one probably. I don't know the sizes actually. I've never seen them. I just know they come in two different sizes. Um, well, that's great that you're setting up a foundation to be able to like donate to whatever causes you want to. That's instead yeah. of just having like one that goes to one thing. Yeah. I don't want to do just one. Like I feel like there's just so many avenues for people. And that can change too. I mean, you have your own foundation now, so you can do whatever True. You want. Andrew was like, we could have a wing at the hospital. You could. That's <laughs> like, that's only it. for mothers and lost moms. Yeah. Yeah. Recoveries. Yeah. I, I, I want to, I want a bereavement suite at our hospital. We did not, we do not have one. And I think there needs to be one. Yeah. Um, they have like a room at our hospital. That's like, if you want to go and like talk to people in that room, you can, but it's big enough for like three people. <laughs> like what's the point? <laughs> I know. I think my recovery room had babies on the wall. I'm like, fuck you, babies. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. That's terrible. I know. The whole thing is terrible. We're just so damn rare that nobody thinks they're like, oh, there goes another one. Ah, It'll be another five years till we see one. And they just don't think to like change anything. So it's up to us to keep pushing for change. And I think about this all the time because it's so fresh right now because our focus is Carter and Brody. Like that's our focus because we don't have or other living children here yet. So I'm curious what the shift will be when the new living children get here. And I think having things like foundations, I have a charity fund. We didn't go the route yet into to 501c3 yet, but, um, and then, you know, podcasts and things like that. It's, it's like, okay, then what is that going to look like after they get here? And hopefully these things that we've already created now will be our way of still parenting. Yeah. Um, our boys, our first boys, so that's nice that you guys are establishing now. Cause I think once life takes over, I think that we'll get into some whirlwind and it's hard to go back. Um, yeah. So I'm glad you guys are doing that now. Yeah. Send invites. Like I'm hoping to get to a point, like I can go to these things and see you guys in support. And you, I don't care where in the country it is like yeah. fly it away to go and see what you guys are doing. When in, I don't know if you've told or if you are going to tell people when in July, baby July is coming, but we will be having a gala at our country club on in August sometimes. So much too soon for you to travel probably. <laughs> even if it's the I beginning of I don't even of know. Like I don't that. even know. 
Yeah. Right? I, I, he's how you feel like maybe that's what you want to do. Maybe you want to go show off your second, <laughs> second son and be like, look, look at what we did after what we went through. Like, yeah, here with us. Um, that I would do actually, hope that you could be there, but oh my God, that is like a decision you make at day yeah. before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always just invite and I'll be like, not happening or I'm going to make this happen. You know, that's, yeah. we just don't know how we're going to feel. We're going to have postpartum. We're going to have recovery as well from I'm physically sure delivering. So much it's a shit show. mixed in there too. Apparently. Yeah. So we're, we, we still, we've, we've nailed how to grieve our firstborn. You know, we just got to tackle yeah. what happens when the second gets here. So girl, I could talk to you for hours. We did, no. we did an hour and a half. I knew that was going to happen. We're going to have like a four hour lunch. Good thing you have a time limit. I know. I I actually don't have a time limit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you make it to like, a like, cause we normally meet at four o'clock. Like the, I have to the be back months. by five. Shit. Okay. Sadly. Damn. Y'all need it. Four. Uh, need, yeah. Cause we like an early, but we leave at eight. It's really, it's four to eight. It's never fails. Um, I'm wondering if I could rally them to do something early because I'd love for you to meet them. And then you probably talked to some of them. I've talked to Liz a few times. Yeah. Uh, not like a ton, but. Message her sure. about the work stuff. I definitely. will. I will. Um, I'm messaging you as soon as this is done, Liz. I'll have already messaged you by the time you hear this. Who, can people reach out to you? Because you might get hit up now. Yeah, for sure. My, um, can um, I tag you? Yeah, tag me. Um, I have started our Carter's classic, um, Instagram account. I've only okay. made one post and it was just like, here's our new account. <laughs> um, but it's just at Carter's classic. Um, our, our logo is so cool. It is his hand prints and footprints and it's in the shape of a dragonfly. Oh, that's so cute. That someone made for us. Like I'm, we have a marketing team, a company that wants to use, like it's their sponsorship to like do our website and do all of their stuff, our stuff. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Really, really nice. Um, so we have that logo. So it's, it's super special and super sweet. Everyone that sees it just sobs when they see it. So I'm like, hmm, they're crying because of my baby. <laughs> He's changed more lives than a lot of adults. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so really cool. Anyone reach out to me. I think I'm private on Instagram, but I will accept an, an invite. as long as you look like a legit person, <laughs> I get some weird requests. That's why I've had to put it on private. I was like, people I have like people a following morbid... me that, Yeah. I don't want people following me that just want to see how terrible things are like, mm, no, not for you. I think I have a few of those. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> actually, which sucks, but Y'all are hearing us. We don't like you. <laughs> Fake lost parents not allowed. So gross. Well, girl, thank you. Yeah, I'm so thank happy you. we did this. Thank, thank you for sharing doing- your story, Carter's story. I mean, and you're you laughed through it. Like you're 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 funny. <laughs> you're gonna help so many. So yeah, I'm gonna tag all of your stuff in the description. Cool. Um, and I hope to see you in a couple weeks, girl. We'll talk before then. I can't wait to give you a big hug. I know, right? It's going to be it's like lost so mom cool. hugs or something special, right? Oh my God. It's another level. That's why I'm trying to connect so many people in different places. So I'm like, just meet yes. in person as long as you're not a psycho killer. Um, <laughs> all right, girl, I will see you on the IG. Enjoy your Saturday. You too. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. That's all for this episode of the At A Total Loss podcast. 
If you'd like to help other Lost Moms benefit from our stories, please share, rate, and comment wherever you are listening. Thank you for being the strong mama that you are. And remember, when things have you at a total loss, we're here to help you find the light in the darkness. Take care, Lost Moms.